my dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day, my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash customer to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash customer. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore a Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Mark Moss Show, where we talk about the decentralized revolution, the way the world's changing right before our very eyes. And of course, the three revolutionary cycles are politics, finance, and yes, technology. So we look at the world through those lens so we can see what's happening, understand what's happening, and of course, make decisions to protect ourselves and come out ahead as all of this happens. Now, in the world of finance, you know, we are witnessing three revolutions. There's a technological revolution on a 50-year cycle of a political revolution cycle on a 250-year cycle, and a financial revolution cycle on an 80-year cycle. And it's pretty easy to see the financial revolution is here. The entire finance system that we have in the world today is completely breaking apart. We have way too much debt, and we don't have enough production. There's not enough global GDP growth to manage the amount of debt that we have. So that means the debt is growing faster than the production. Remember, wealth is not money. Wealth is goods and services. If the money grows faster than the goods and services does, then you have massive inflation. You have more currency units, more money chasing a limited supply of goods. It pushes the prices up. So that's why your meat and your milk and your cheese and your eggs and your gas and your house and everything else is getting so expensive. And part of it isn't just that the money supply is growing faster than the goods and services, but it's debt. And so debt does two things. One, yes, it crowds out the market and makes the price of everything go up, but it also is a drag on production, on productivity. It's like um, it's like putting on like a 100-pound backpack and then trying to go run a marathon. It just drags it down because, like, for example, I took on this debt 
let's say that I uh, took on this debt to buy this new piece of equipment for my office or my, my company. And I was hoping that that would then um, bring me more revenue. So I'm going to take a thousand dollar payment on this new truck, but hopefully it makes me 5,000 a month in new business. But let's say that that business doesn't come. And now I'm just stuck making this thousand dollar payment on the truck. And now I can't afford to go do another thing because I got to sit there and make that payment on that truck. So it drags things down. And of course, we're front and center to another debt ceiling debate. Talked about this for the last couple of weeks because it's coming to a head. As a matter of fact, we're witnessing what's known as the X date. The X date is the date that the government, the, like literally the United States government, the U.S. Treasury runs out of money. That's the date. That's the date everything falls apart. And here we are running straight to that. And it looks like we might actually hit it. Now, they say the U.S. government won't default. You know, Biden's on there saying we won't default. Uh, we're not deadbeats. We pay our debt, et cetera. I want you to just understand one thing clear, first of all. There's two types of defaults here, okay? A hard default, a hard default is when they say we ain't paying. We're not paying any of our bills. Like we're not paying back our treasury. So we're not paying back our bondholders. That's not going to happen, all right? No government with a money printer will ever default on that. They're going to pay that. But then there's a technical default, and a technical default will happen if they don't make a deal in time and it gets delayed a couple days. Now, if it gets delayed a couple days, they'll just you know take money from one place to another. They'll say, hey, I'll pay you next week. I'll pay you with interest, and they'll pay the bills. Like this gets resolved, of course. They have a money printer. They're going to pay it. But a technical default could happen if a deal can't be reached in time. And we're getting to that point. As a matter of fact, this week, uh, the Biden administration and the Republican side, uh, McCarthy leading that side, has been have been meeting, and they say they are not coming close to a deal. Now, I've gone through the details of that deal. I don't want to kind of recall all that off the top of my head, but um, the Republicans have offered to raise the debt ceiling another $1.5 trillion. <laughs> Now, to put that into perspective, in 2008, when there was a great financial crash, when the entire global financial system was crumbling, the entire, it was a $700 billion bailout. So right now, the Republicans are offering them double the money that they needed in 2008 to save the whole world, double that, and it's not enough. Democrats say, nope, no deal. Biden says, no deal. So they've offered them that because they said, hey, we'll give you the $1.5 trillion, but over the next several years, you're going to have to start cutting some of the budgets like you just <clears throat> because the budget is projected to continue to grow bigger and bigger bigger the deficit the the shortcoming of the income and expenses the deficit is projected to get bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger which means per the government's own plans the cbo congressional budget office per the cbo's report they're planning to continue to spend more than they bring in over the next several years and not just spend more than they bring in, but continue to increase the gap and continue to spend even more and more and more as they're not bringing in enough. So they're projecting for the deficit to grow from $1 trillion to $2 trillion to $3 trillion over the next decade. So the Republicans are like, hang on, hang on, hang on. Whoa, 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 whoa. Okay, we'll give you the $1.5 trillion. Like, that'll solve that. But we can't continue to grow the deficit. We have to start trying to, like, rein this in a little bit here. And Biden says, no deal. So, you know, what they're telling you, you know, the Biden administration is telling you is that 
they want the world to end. You know, 8 million Americans are going to lose their job. Uh, you know, your Social Security, your Medicare isn't going to get paid. You know, they're telling you all that stuff. But that's, that's, that's not the truth. They're offering to pay $1.5 trillion or increase it by $1.5 trillion now, but you're going to have to start cutting um, as things move forward. Now, the Biden administration, like I said, says we're going to cut all this. It's going to be tragic. Well, that's not what they're saying. They're asking for minuscule cuts or really keeping spending on where we were back in 2022. Now, in 2022 was a record year. We increased the money supply in the United States by 40 percent from 2020 to 2022 40 percent that was a record year for spending and they're just saying hey we should just hold spending to there and if i can recall 2022 wasn't that far back and you can recall as well as we can both recall a year ago the world didn't end bills got paid eight million americans were not laid off medicare and social security were still paid so Going back to that level doesn't sound so catastrophic. Of course, that's what we're being told. However, Janet Yellen, she's going around saying, hey, look, guys, you know, Janet Yellen's the head of the, of the Treasury, Treasury Secretary, and she's saying, hey, look, uh, we're, uh, we're, we're trying to get this debt deal done. We're going to get it done. Um, it's not going to be bad. But what's important to understand is that regardless whether a deal gets done or not, it could still be really bad. In 2011, we got really close to that. A deal was struck at the last minute, but yet the stock market, the S&P 500, dropped 17%. 17%. It's a big drop. And a lot of other markets dropped even more. And so the Democrats don't want that to happen. Um, now the Democrats are basically, they rolled out a letter demanding that Biden use a 14th Amendment to bypass all this and just raise the debt ceiling on their own. Basically bypass the entire government. The whole point of the government in the United States is that we have um, divided powers so people can't use move, move, uh, move unilaterally. We don't have a king or a dictator. But they want to bypass that. Of course, Bernie Sanders, Elizabeth Warren, John Fetterman, uh, Richard Blumenthal, Tina, uh, Tina Smith, Ed Markey, Jeff Merkley, Sheldon Whitehouse, Peter Welch. They all want them to do this. Just unilaterally decide. And Biden says he thinks he has the authority to do it. He says he can do it. Now it's going to be a challenge because they're not supposed to do it. So it's going to be a showdown. It's going to be a constitutional showdown. Uh, if if this happens, and either way, regardless of what happens, this weakens the the view of the government. It weakens the confidence that people have in the government. It looks horrible on the global stage. Um, and regardless of what happens, there is massive amounts of money printing in front of us. All right. There's no way to pay the bills without increasing the limit. So Biden wants an unlimited checkbook. The, Dem the Republicans are like, nah, only $1.5 <laughs> Like, We lose sight of these numbers because they're so big. So either way, there's massive money printing ahead. The only fight right now is over how much. Now, if you're just tuning in, you're listening to The Mark Moss Show. Uh, I'm talking about this decentralized revolution. I'm talking about some of the latest breaking news headlines from this week. I'll be back with more in a minute. Don't go away. I'll be right back. My dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. 
One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash customer to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash customer. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. All right, welcome back. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to The Mark Moss Show. Of course, always talking about the decentralized revolution, the way the world is changing, and we're looking at it through the lens of politics, finance, and technology, and we're looking at some of the latest breaking news headlines this week, so you can see exactly how this is playing out. And of course, it's always technology that changes the world. We talked about the finance side just uh, before the break. Hopefully, you caught that. If not, no worries. I got you back. I got you back. You can catch it on the podcast. Just search The Mark Moss Show on your favorite podcast player. Or you can jump over onto YouTube, go to Market Disruptors, Market Disruptors, and you can watch me and listen to me at the same time over there. So if you miss any of this or you miss me one week, don't worry. Go over there on the podcast or the YouTube channel and catch me. Now, I, we just talked about the finance side, the debt ceiling problem, and now on the technology side is what changes the world the most. And that, of course, is Bitcoin, this technological revolution. And I know a lot of you might be skeptical about the volatility of the U.S. dollar valuation. It used to be 50000 or 60000 and now it's 30000 right? And, and so you kind of get some of that. But as I always say, the price is a distraction. On brand new technologies, the price is, is a distraction. Not always, but on brand new technologies. And what we really want to look at is two things. The growth of the network. And we also want to look at the technology development on the network. Now, technology scales in layers, just like the monetary system does. So gold was a was money and it was a base settlement layer. If I had the gold, I had the gold. If I gave you the gold, you have the gold. But then we moved into the information age. And so then gold added a layer too. The gold goes in the bank. They gave me a paper gold certificate. That's a gold claim, an IOU. Now we can move the paper much faster but it's not as secure. Then we have checks, that's layer three. Then we have uh, credit cards, that's layer four. Now we have Venmo and PayPal, that's layer five. And so we have all these different layers and each of those layers uh, offers different trade-offs. And Bitcoin, a lot of people would say, well, Bitcoin's old. Come on, Mark. Bitcoin's the stupidest, oldest, dumbest, slowest blockchain out there. We want something faster. Well, that's true, kind of, except for technology scales and layers. That's the internet scales as well. If we want, we had the internet, uh, we want email. Great. We'll put another layer on SMTP. Oh, we want security. Great. Throw another layer on HTTPS. Um, and that's how technology works. So 
if you make that argument, if you want to argue with me on that, that just kind of shows you don't understand technology. I hate to tell you that. We are scaling Bitcoin in layers, and now we have these layer two and we have layer three applications on top of Bitcoin. And so now with layer two applications, you can already send Bitcoin faster and cheaper and more private than any other cryptocurrency out there. So every other blockchain cryptocurrency that says they're faster, cheaper, and more private, well, they're all obsolete now. Um, now we're running NFTs on blockchain. So all these other blockchains that say, well, but we can do smart contracts and, and, and NFTs, well, we're doing that on Bitcoin blockchain now. So those are all obsolete. And um, talking about new development, we saw announced at the Bitcoin conference last week, a new um, layer two protocol called ARC. And what's cool about ARC is it's um, giving you layer two scalability, allowing you to be faster and cheaper and more private, but easier. All right. So some people might say lightning, which is kind of the main layer two channel right now. People might say that lightning is uh, difficult to use. It's hard to open up channels, things like that. And of course, things get easier over time. So the problem that we have with it today won't always be the problem. That's what solutions are for. Um, but what we're seeing is that now we have another one, a competing one, which is good, more development, and this makes it way easier. And that's really cool. And speaking of ARC, that's the name of this new layer two protocol. Speaking of ARC, we have um, Kathy Wood from ARC. Uh, she runs a large technology ETF called ARC. And she's talking about um, this week, she was talking about how um, the U.S., unfortunately, seems to be losing this whole movement. She's the investment uh, founder of investment manager ARC Invest. And she's talking about how it's losing the movement because of the regulatory system that it's um, imposing and how uh, it, they're basically forcing this off the coast. She said, quote, it'd be nice if the U.S. were leading this movement, but we're losing it. And we're losing it because of our regulatory system, end quote. The regulators, the government, they don't like innovation. They don't like things moving. Christine Lagarde, who is the head of the IMF now, she's head of the ECB, European Central Bank. She said that innovation is a threat to our financial stability. And that's actually true. She's actually right, but that's a good thing. So yes, it's disrupting the old system. So yes, it makes the old system less stable, but in favor of a new, better system. That's called creative destruction. One, a new technology comes along that's so much better that it destroys the old way. Digital cameras or uh, digital photos on cameras were so much better that a hundred-year-old company like Kodak went out of business. Now Kodak could have stopped the entire digital camera movement. And we could have just stuck having to use, you know, expensive and, and harmful chemicals in, in traditional old school film. Kodak could have still been the biggest company today in that space, but we wouldn't have the innovation, which has changed the world as we know it. And we want to have that. We want pictures to be easier and faster, cheaper, et cetera. And so that's what they want to do. They want to stop that. And these regulators are doing this, as Kathy Wood is saying, they're driving it overseas. But overseas are pretty hostile as well. We saw the European Union um, said that their banks could um, potentially stop or take over the, the cryptocurrency stable coins. And so they want to they stop that. They want to you know, put all types of regulations there. Inside the United States, Senator uh, Elizabeth Warren is literally running on a campaign to uh, a, an anti-crypto campaign, literally an anti-technology campaign. It reminds me of the Luddites. 
you've ever heard that word before, the Luddites were the ones that were very opposed to the Industrial Revolution. So 250 years ago, uh, the entire world was, you know, agriculture, farming, and cottage industry. And then we had the Industrial Revolution that created machines. And the machines could do the work of 5,000 men. But what about all those 5,000 men? What are they going to do? And so the Luddites didn't want this to happen. And they they tried to stop it. They tried to block it. They tried to prevent it. They went and damaged it. They destroyed this technology because they didn't want it to be there. What's going to happen to the, the old system of, of working, toiling by hand in the field? What will these 5,000 men do? Well, it turns out they did, you know, science and medicine and technology and other more important things. And so these Luddites, like Senator Elizabeth Warren, they want to stop it. Literally running an anti-crypto campaign. It's insane. Um, she's saying that this uh, Digital Asset Money Laundering Act that she's trying to push forward um, is basically going to kill it as we know it. Because again, it's a threat to their system. Now, the insanity that we have groundbreaking revolutionary technology like Bitcoin, blockchain, cryptocurrency, like AI, that's literally going to change the world for the future for my kids, your kids, grandkids, et cetera. And we have 80-year-olds in office making decisions. Now, the average age for a Fortune 500 CEO is 55 I don't think there's really any CEOs in Fortune 500 after like 65. They can't, it's not, it's not their fault. I'm sorry if you fall into this camp, but you're just not up to the same technology standards as the kids are. And to have 80-year-olds passing bills like the Luddites trying to stop progress is insane. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to The Mark Moss Show, talking about the decentralized revolution, running through some of the biggest breaking news headlines this week as we look at it through the lens of politics, finance, and technology. Now, coming up, I want to talk more about what's going on in the technology space, specifically getting more into AI, uh, what politics are saying about AI, etc. And then I want to get into what the government's trying to do to, again, entrench their position and prevent themselves from being overturned. We'll talk about the deep state. I'm going to talk about that when I come back in a minute. Don't go away. I'll be right back. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry, and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud. Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, 
offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing. And of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com strategic. That's oracle.com strategic. oracle.com strategic. All right, welcome back. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to The Mark Moss Show. Of course, we're talking about the decentralized revolution each and every week, running through the latest breaking news headlines this week. And it has uh, it makes my job a little bit easier because there's so much stuff to talk about each and every week. It's a little bit harder trying to figure out what to talk about because there's so many things. And, you know, we were, before the break, we were just talking about technology and how we have 80-year-olds in government that are making regulations to prevent new technologies. And this has always been the case. As I was talking about before the break, I was talking about the Luddites that literally tried to stop the Industrial Revolution. How dare we have machines that um, take away the hard work from men? Wouldn't, wouldn't you rather be toiling in the field every day, 12, 15 hours a day, just to grow your food and survive? Wouldn't you rather have that world? Because that's the world we could have if we wouldn't have had the Industrial Revolution. If those Luddites had only gotten their way, we'd still be in those dark ages toiling in the fields by hand. It was the candle makers that tried to stop electricity because they didn't want light bulbs to put the candle makers out of work. Electricity is dangerous. It's going to kill humanity. It's bad to be indoors. We need candles. It was the buggy makers that tried to stop the cars. Cars are loud. They're polluting. They're dangerous. How dare these cars move down these highways going fast? They could hurt people. The buggy makers. We can, go on, we can go down the line. Every time there's another technological revolution, there's a group of people, the incumbents that have the power, that don't want to lose that. The buggy makers didn't want to lose their jobs and lose the monopoly over that. The, the candle makers didn't want to lose their jobs. Luckily for us at the time, you know, they, they didn't succeed and we got the machines so we didn't have to toil in the field. We got the cars so we can get around the world. Luckily for us, we got light bulbs, so we don't have to sit there and breathe fumes from candles indoors all the time. Luckily, they didn't have their way, but now we're in a situation that's a lot different. Now we're in a situation where we have revolutionary technology. It's, it's rapidly growing and expanding and changing, and we have you know cryptocurrency and Bitcoin. We have AI, et cetera, that literally could change the world um, as we know it for the better. Technology always does. But the people that are um, fearing it are trying to stop it. And like I said, we have 80-year-olds in office regulating this stuff. And I'm sorry. I mean, I'm getting older too. I get it. Like, we just, we change. Like, we need young people full of energy on the job over there. And yet, we're not seeing that. As a matter of fact, we're getting warnings from the government. Like, uh, for example, this week, there's an article that came out that said, warning. The 2024 elections could be ruined because of AI. AI could ruin it because AI could make deep fakes. And we could basically make, um, you know, uh, deep fakes, which is like a, a video or audio from President Trump or President Biden, but it would be faked. And AI is so good now it can do this. And, uh, you know, these deep fakes are going to be so good that, you know, they could be misleading voters. Well, if you're being misled by an AI, then you probably shouldn't be voting. How about that? How about we say that? Um, and of course, it's all for your protection. 
Um, and one of the problems with AI, with, with technology too, is it tries to get co-opted. So one group is going to try to use it against their other group. And so now we've seen, there's been dozens and dozens and dozens of tests uh, where we've seen that the AI right now, the big one is, you know, ChatGPT. Of course, Google just launched their BART as well. Um, but how it's very, let's say, left-leaning, shall we say, right? So it's very left-leaning. Uh, and they would say, they'd ask it certain questions, um, and it would be very pro, you know, left and very uh, con against the right. And so we've seen that. And now, uh, so it's been co-opted by one group. And now it looks like we're going to have left-wing <laughs> GBT, and now we're going to have to have a right-wing GBT which is only going to divide the world that much more. So we already sort of have this. If you want to know why people are kind of so divided, it's because if you're watching, let's say CNN or, you know, one of the, the Washington Post, one of those government mouthpieces, you're getting a completely different set of facts than you will if you go watch like independent news journalists. And so it's, it's, it's no, no wonder, right? Like, well, I watched this and they told me this. Well, no, I watched this. They told me this. And so then the two sides have been told two different stories. And when everything becomes politicized, that's what happens. And now they want to politicize AI. So literally, well, I asked chat, I, I asked right chat GPT and it gave me this answer. Well, I asked left chat GPT and it gave me this. Whatever happened to facts? Whatever happened to facts? Whatever happened to data without opinion? And the problem is as we start to use these technologies and we start to assign more and more of our thought process and critical thinking skills to these, unfortunately, we're going to get more and more and more of that. You know, critical thinking skills is something they don't teach you in school anymore. Unfortunately, before the information age, the problem was how do I get enough information? The problem that we have today is we have too much information. So how do I discern it? And that's why we need critical thinking skills. If you had critical thinking skills, the AI deepfakes of Biden and Trump probably wouldn't be a problem. You could, you could cut through this. You could see this if that was the case. It's very promising if we use it right. We saw an article came out this week that AI is the future of offshore oil drilling. And uh, Shell, um, Shell recently announced plans to use an AI-based technology in its deep sea exploration and product, uh, production activities. So Shell can use this new technology to... Uh, provide a safer way to get energy, a more cost-effective way that could lower our costs of energy, um, conserve energy. Those are all good things. I want that. We should let this technology happen. We don't need a bunch of Leadites um, trying to prevent this from happening. And we don't need it to be co-opted by one political party or another. Now, it's dangerous because I guess it can be used against you in a way where one side controls it and politicize it. We saw Google, which has now launched their own um, AI called BART. Um, and of course, you probably know that Google makes its majority of its money from its ad platform. So it's no wonder that they're going to take their ad platform, their largest you know, source of revenue, and their new AI tool and try to put that together, which could be cool. It could also be bad. That's how tools are. Tools can be used for good. Tools can be used for bad. Um, Google's saying that their new generative AI systems for advertising clients will compose text on the fly to play off what, what a person is searching for. And then it'll whip up product images to save them time and money on design work. So the AI will basically be trying to read your thoughts. 
Uh, it'll, it'll build a profile on you. It'll know what your search history is. It'll know what you're searching for, and it will have this profile on you, and it can automatically start serving stuff up to you on the fly. And again, I mean, I guess that's good. Like, I don't want to see ads for stuff I don't care about. I'd rather get to what I want faster so I can just get it and get off. So I suppose that's good. I want the gains that technology gives me. I want to have more efficiency, right? I want that. I just don't want the technology weaponized against me. So I don't want it to build these profiles and then use that information to then manipulate me or to change me or to push me in a direction they see fit. But if it can literally, you know, help me, if it can literally make sure it's stuff that I want to see and not stuff I don't care about and don't want to see, if it can help me get to my answers faster, then I want that. So that'd be good. We saw um, also they said that the first AI robot has now entered the workforce. We have the Eve robot, EVE robot that's been integrated as a security guard in an Android manufacturing site. So, you know, technology can be good and bad. It, it really goes bad when it's used for bad purposes, when it's used against you. Um, and we need to figure out ways to prevent that from happening. We don't need to have a left and a right ChatGPT. How about we just have one source of information? But the problem is, is that we're trying to use AI to make information choices for us as and taking away our skill of critical thinking. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to The Mark Moss Show, we're talking about the decentralized revolution. Uh, through the lens of politics, finance, and technology. And of course, it's always technology that changes the world, which is why we're talking about that. And that's some of the latest breaking news headlines this week. Big changes are happening. And, you know, it's scary that they're trying to create regulations to stop it, but they'll only slow it down. You can't take that away. I'm going to be back with more headlines in a minute. I want to talk about what the government's doing to manipulate your thoughts. I'll be back with that in more in a minute. Don't go away. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. All right, welcome back. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to The Mark Moss Show. We're running through some of the latest breaking news headlines this week so you understand what the heck was going on this week in regards to the decentralized revolution, of course, through the lens of politics, finance, and technology. If you missed any of the previous segments, don't worry, I got your back. You can catch me on the podcast. Just go to your favorite podcast player and just search The Mark Moss Show, or you can watch me 
in high def uh, and listen at the same time. Just go to YouTube and search Market Disruptors and you can find me there. Of course, all the archives as well um, if you want to catch up on that. But, you know, some big news this week, you know, we've been talking about in the previous segments, talking about the way technology is changing things, whether it's, you know, Bitcoin, crypto and how the government wants to stop that. Um, and now AI is promising to do a lot of good and the government wants to kind of crack down and take away that. Um, and it's kind of the same story where you have these people in power that don't want to lose power and they'll do anything they can to maintain that power. And this week we had some really, really, really big stories pop up on that. As a matter of fact, the Durham report came out. Now the Durham report is a report that we've been waiting on for a really long time, which was a very deep um, and long process of researching what was going on with the Trump-Russia collusion probe? It was a probe into that. It was a report into that. It was a special investigator that was assigned to this to figure out what the heck going on was going on. And it was released, and it basically confirmed everything that we already knew, which is Obama and Hillary and the intelligence community colluded, conspiracied, to create a fake... Russia dossier, the Steele report, and then colluded to work together to use it in, in, in coordination with the media to stop and block and even remove the sitting active president, Donald Trump. It's literally what's called a coup. A group of people that are out, Obama, Hillary are out, working with the intelligence community, the military, to... Uh, to oust a sitting president. That's a coup. It's a failed coup, which is why they've been trying to stop it and block it uh, from coming out for so long. Some key takeaways from the Durham report uh, show exactly what happened. And it's reignited the debate about you know race and policing in the United States. Uh, but it said that there, there was, he found uh, information to show that the police department had engaged in a pattern and a practice of racial profiling. Um, we found uh, all, I mean, basically all the smoking guns of the report that uh, everything that, that we thought was in there was. Now, they didn't, for some reason, recommend uh, action, which is interesting, um, that they would come out with this and say that everything that we knew about Russiagate has been confirmed, but yet we're not going to do anything with it. Pretty interesting. But that would seem very interesting, except for that you have to remember that this was collusion with the intelligence and the FBI. So, of course, they're not going to recommend action when they were the ones in on it. You're not going to recommend to arrest yourself, are you? But luckily, uh, it's not over. We have uh, Jim Jordan, one of the very few people that are left in government that I think is still trying to fight for the interests of the American people. And he's not going to let it go away easily. He talked about ways that he could pick up on the investigation leads from the Durham report. Um, as I said, it, you know, heavily criticized the FBI's probe into the links between, you know, this Donald Trump and Russia. Um, he said, we're going to talk to our lawyers. That's what he said. He said, we're going to talk with the House Speaker, Kevin McCarty, and figure out where to proceed from here. He said, nothing's off the table because it's critical the American people understand how the government, their agencies have turned on them and the taxpayer. 
and they want to get all the facts out. Yes, get all the facts out. That's what we need. Transparency. You know, you hear all the time the government's fighting disinformation, misinformation, blah, blah, blah. There's only so much misinformation because we're left to, well, we know we're being lied and gaslit. We get no transparency. And so we're left to let our imagination run wild. If they want to stop that, they have to be transparent. They have to get this out there. Talking about that, you know, understanding this whole Russia collusion thing, this entire thing was started um, just to get Trump out a coup. Uh, and as I said, the FBI was in on it. Now, part of the FBI, we saw this week as well, that there was uh, a couple FBI whistleblowers that came forward. And these FBI whistleblowers um, came forward, made some reports, and they had to go on, uh, you know, into committee and give testimony. And they exposed uh, FBI corruption and ongoing persecution of political opponents in in plain sight, in plain in, you know in in plain speech. They accused the FBI of engaging in highly corrupt and partisan activity during a House Judiciary Committee. So the Durham report shows us that. Now we have people inside the FBI that are literally um, coming out and saying, "Yes, there, it, this is what's happening. It's happening. We're, we were there." They they voiced all types of uh, all, all types of problems, and you know it was something that uh, tr uh, Obama had run on was that he wanted to protect whistleblowers. But now all they do is retaliate against whistleblowers. As a matter of fact, uh, shameful. Rep. Uh, Linda Sanchez, I believe from California, that's why I say shameful. Um, she came out and just tried to smear these guys all over the place. As a matter of fact, I saw some of the testimony, Rep. Linda Sanchez, Democrat from California, trying to discredit the FBI whistleblower on Thursday using a random Twitter account that shared a conspiracy theory. And she said, um, Mr. Allen, uh, have you ever used Twitter? Yes or no? And Mr. Allen was the FBI informant. And he says, uh, yes, I have utilized Twitter. Yes, ma'am. And Sanchez then said, um, okay, Twitter username Marcus A97050645 um, and demanded to know whether that account belongs to Mr. Allen. And Mr. Allen said, uh, no, that's uh, absolutely not my account. <laughs> it doesn't have my name. That's not me. But she didn't let it go. She went on to start reading from that. And, uh, and read this post, and she demanded that Mr. Allen uh, respond to that. And he said, look, that's not my account. And she, and she says, you have to let me finish the question. And, and so she went on to read it, and uh, he's like, look, that's not, my, that's not my account. Like, I don't know what you're, trying to, what you're trying to say, what you're trying to do. That's, like, not my account. So she was basically taking some random account that said some random thing and say that he said it, even though he's saying, look, that wasn't me. Now, these FBI informants were not some right-wing, some no-name no, you know, no uh, informants. These were decorated officials. They had been received, you know, recommendations. They had been receiving, uh, you know, uh, one of them was like uh, agent of the year or whatever at his uh, at his post. These were not just some random wacko people here. And yet they're being smeared. I mean, think about that for a minute. Now, on top of all that, we have, uh, as all of this is happening, we have reports where the um, now the Democrats want to back a new bill for a, a new federal agency because we don't have enough. They want to create a new federal agency to police Americans for misinformation and for hate speech. So they brought forth a, uh, a new bill by Democrat Senator Michael Bennett 
some Democrat from Colorado called, quote, the Digital Platform Commission Act, and it would flag misinformation and hate speech on the internet. But they're the ones doing it. Now, I'm not saying both sides don't participate in it, but here we have, I've just rattled off multiple times where the misinformation has come directly from them. Literally, the Durham report shows that Hillary and Obama and the intelligence community faked an entire dossier and used it to, uh, to try to get an, a sitting president out. That is what's called misinformation, disinformation. I literally just read you verbatim um, testimony from you know, Democrat Sanchez trying to smear an FBI informant that literally that was misinformation. Anyway, I'm on a rant. If you're just tuning in and you're listening to The Mark Moss Show, we're of course talking about the decentralized revolution, the way the world is changing and we can see it everywhere we look. We can see it in politics, we can see it in finance, and we can see it in technology. If you missed any of it, catch me on the podcast, The Mark Moss Show, on your favorite podcast player or on YouTube at Market Disruptors. Hit me up on Twitter at one Mark Moss, and that's what I got. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. (sighs) Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.